Lekutah Sichas, Volume 18, the fifth Sicha on the portion Shalach, Part B. Title of this article is Chala Cancels Idolatry. Very often, after explaining the I have come only to teach the simple meaning of the scripture of Rashi, the Rebbe would then delve into the wine of Torah, esoteric teachings to be learned from the Rashi. And so it is with the Rashi explained in the article, The Biblical Chala. The Medrash teaches, why was the Torah portion of Chala, which is Numbers, in the book of Numbers, chapter 15, from 17 to 21, assigned to the Torah portion of idolatry, which is the next verse, chapter 15, verse 22. And if you should hear, Rashi's scripture speaks of idolatry and not fulfill all these commandments. That's the verse. Why is it? So the Medrash goes on to say, to tell you that anyone who maintains the mitzvah of challah is as if he canceled idolatry, and anyone who cancels the mitzvah of challah is as if he maintains idolatry. Question. What is the connection between A, the mitzvah of challah, B, which entails of the simple action a Jew does with his dough, with A, canceling idolatry, B, which is the foundation of faith and of the entire Torah. Additionally, why are the sages using the terminology anyone who maintains the mitzvah of challah and as if he canceled idolatry, which donates that idolatry already exists and the individual is now only either maintaining or canceling the pre-existing idolatry? Why do the sages not use their regular terminology of denies idolatry, acknowledges idolatry, or serves idolatry? The explanation. One of the insights given to the nature of the mitzvah of challah is that by, quote, you shall set aside a gift for God, the first portion of your dough, end quote, a person acknowledges that all of his sustenance comes from God. Being that one's sustenance, which is generally in the verses referred to as bread, demands the human's work of plowing, sowing, harvesting, etc. And again, this is just about bread, according from the Talmud. Our sages cited the sequence of preparing bread, but that has to do with any type of sustenance. So it demands the human to go ahead and put in his work for the Jew, just as for the Gentile. Hence, the Jew may think, one, His sustenance comes not from God, but through his work, according to the laws of nature. And two, even if we are to say that God is the one who established the laws of nature, nevertheless, once God set the laws of nature, they now function on their own with no need for God. Therefore, the myths of Chalak comes to teach us that even though producing sustenance demands work imposed upon us by the laws of nature, nevertheless, the first of your dough, meaning the source of your dough, of your sustenance, is a gift for God, comes from God. In other words, the source of our sustenance is, as King Solomon says in Proverbs, it is the blessing of God that will bring riches and the verses in Deuteronomy, for it is he who gives you strength to make wealth. More than this, being that, as we say in our prayers, in the blessings of the Shema, in his goodness he renews the creation of the world every day continuously. 
Thus, not only does the blessing of God clothe itself within nature, but rather, nature itself and all its functions is not an existence of its own, but rather, their entire existence is that God continuously brings them into existence, vivifies them, and maintains them. This is why Rashi sees, but Rashi Again, see the article, the biblical chala. Rashi sees in the simple meaning of the scripture, the essence of the mitzvah of chala is not a mitzvah of charity, that it be given to the Kohen, but rather, first and foremost, it is the mitzvah of a teruma to God, being that the essence of the mitzvah is to acknowledge that all one's sustenance comes from God. Now, the prohibition of idolatry is not just the actual act of idolatry, accepting upon oneself a foreign god, God forbid. Rather, as Maimonides explains in his opening to the laws of idolatry, and I quote, Mankind made a great mistake. They said God created stars and spheres with which to control the world. Accordingly, it is fitting to praise and glorify them and to treat them with honor, end quote. In other words, giving any credence of having the, quote, power of control to the stars or spheres and so too to the laws of nature, other than they are but as an axe in the hand of the carver is a form of idolatry. On even a more refined level, to merely see creation and its laws of nature as an existence of its own, other than God is everything and everything is God, is idolatry. For, as the verse in Deuteronomy states, there is none else beside him. Ein od milvado. However, in this world and its laws of nature, this, that there is none else besides him, is not recognizable. Creation presents itself as an existence of its own. And no one need and one sorry one needs to study and contemplate in order to see quote there is a master to this palace. Therefore, even a Jew maintains the mitzvah of challah. When he does so, he is acknowledging and revealing that his dough, his sustenance that he works for, is absolutely and completely from God. And through this, he cancels the existing idolatry of creation's natural disposition that it is an existence of its own. On the other hand, when he cancels the mitzvah of challah, he is maintaining the pre-existing idolatrous paradigm of the world and its laws of nature are a force and an existence of their own. More than this, if one does not observe the mitzvah of challah by accident, that he forgot from this too, he is maintaining idolatry. For only that which is not plain and clear to all can be forgotten. Hence, his forgetting is reinforcing that God's dominance and God's being the only existence is not present. And what is plain and clear is that the world is an existence of its own. With this, we can now understand the different measures there is to the chala that is separated and given to God. Again, see the biblical Chala article to understand the different measurements. Just as the prohibition of idolatry is of any something, so to the measurement of Chala on its own has no measurement and any something is suffice. While on the other hand, just as with idolatry, 
by as we saw in Maimonides above, which evolved into deifying, definable and measurable beings, such as the sun, moon, statues, etc., or at least, as the Talmud says, erected a brick in order to bow to it. Hence, the sages give a quantifiable measurement for the mitzvah of challah as well. Meaning, from the point of the essence of the soul, the concept of faith, the prohibition of idolatry is of any something. For in faith, it is forbidden to give any something an existence outside of God. So too with the positive realm of the mitzvah of challah, representing the pinnacle of faith. There is no quantitative measurement and any something amount suffices. However, in the qualitative arena, the challah, pinnacle of faith, of the essence of the soul, is qualitatively infinity. It is not limited to any quantitative amount. Then, however, the sages, sages is, is, you know, is wisdom, intellect, gave an amount. For when faith, the essence of the soul, descends into the wisdom and intellect of the soul, just as by idolatry, there then is a legal quantitative measurement to its prohibition, so to the mitzvah of challah, the cancellation of idolatry within the intellect of the person, now needs to have a legal quantitative amount of dough that is to be given to God. Now, being that we are speaking of challah, being the cancellation of idolatry, of giving any credence to the laws of nature through which he habitually earns his living, livelihood, hence, there is the difference between the required measurement of challah for the baker and for the householder. Why? The businessman on the street openly sees the divine providence that correlates all the coincidences that align for him to earn his livelihood. Therefore, the baker only has to give one forty-eighth of the dough as challah in order to recognize that all sustenance comes from God. While the balabusta, the householder, who receives all the ingredients at home ready to use, needs to give the larger amount of one twenty-fourth of the dough as challah in order to recognize that all sustenance comes from God.